This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 137. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Red Zenners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. All right. Well, of all the foods and beverages, you would think that alcohol would be on the list of vegetarian and vegan approved foods, right? I would think so. I know that when I, when I became a vegetarian, I didn't even think about wine and beer, which is pretty much what I drink. Mm-hmm. Well, you would only be partially right, Larissa. All right. And I don't drink, so I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've yeah, never Larissa even really thought about it. Animal-derived products are used during the refining or clarifying process of many types of alcohol, which is something that just not a lot of people think about. Mm -hmm. In this episode of our podcast, we're going to clarify for you what you should look out for when purchasing alcohol if you want to keep those drinks animal-free. Awesome. Okay. All right. But first, I know we have a new rating. We do. We have a new rating. All right. So this is um, from January 14th of 2016 from Stephanie Buford. Uh, who says great podcast and Stephanie? I just realized not too long ago um, is actually local. So oh, sweet! Are, You're in San Antonio. Yeah, oh, so nice. w- we have talked about planning to get together at uh, Viva Vajeria for Very cool. some lunch. Yeah, we ought to we ought to see if we can uh, get some friends around here to, yeah. to meet us down there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. So Stephanie says, uh, "I have never listened to a podcast until I found y'all. See, y'all. She's from y'all. here. Y'all. Yeah, that's the uh, Texas." Uh, Uh, Yeah, she said, I was wanting more info on becoming a vegetarian and discovered your podcast. And now I can't stop listening. I have learned so much from y'all already and can't wait to hear what is in store for the future. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to go to iTunes and leave us that rating. We really appreciate it. And we are looking forward to meeting you. Yeah. And yeah, one thing that's in store for our future is uh, lunch at Viva Vejeria. Yeah. All right. So what is next? All right. Well, I wanted to bring this up because next week will be the first uh, week of February. And the month of February, we have decided to do a series, a podcast uh, series. So four episodes on plant-based meal ideas divided up by mealtime. So the first one on, what will it be, January? I mean, February 7th, I think. Yeah, um, I think yeah, so. Something something like that. Yeah. Uh, February 7th will be breakfast. And then the next one will be lunch and then dinner or main course meals. Um, and then the last one in February will be snacks and desserts. And then um, what we're planning to do with this is take all this information and expand it into an ebook. So once we do that, and the the nice thing about this, the the thing that we're most excited about about doing this ebook, is that we want we want uh, contributions from our members, our our listeners. Yeah, because really that this is a big reason why this has come together. Because mm-hmm. you and I thought with we're talking about our our uh, planning for this year, mm-hmm. and always looking for things we can provide to our community that would have value to them. And a lot of folks had responded to an email we sent out saying, what are some of your biggest challenges? We've also heard from our closed Facebook group in uh, the Peas and Carrots Society about what challenges they face. And so we 
it just kind of kept coming up. A lot of this is about planning meals, particularly right. when we're so busy with work and school and kids and all this kind of stuff. Right. And that is a big challenge for Larissa and I, which is a big reason why we were junk food vegetarians for the longest time, because we just were struggling with that planning aspect. So right. this is really where that came from, that we just kind of put that all together and, and said, you know, this is a, something we think will provide value to our community. Right. Absolutely. So, so, uh, be be looking out on social media and in on our our uh, website and our Facebook page and in the peas and carrots if you're if you're a member if not uh, head on out and, and send us a request if you're on Facebook it's just uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen hey, let's give a shout out to our peas and carrots member who we've gotten a lot of requests lately yes and uh, I think you kind of had mentioned yes uh, we had I Why? looked at <laughs> I looked at Facebook uh, this morning and saw nine requests to uh for the peas and carrot society and i was just wow i mean we've had a lot recently but we had nine yesterday and as i went to go and start approving them all to join i noticed that they were all recommended by the same person so we wanted to give a shout out to diane uh marion for for doing that for you know appreciating us and, and getting value out of the group and wanting to share it with her friends. So that thank is you, awesome. Diane. We really appreciate that. We yeah. were kind of like, where are these people I know. from? And they're real people. They're not like spammers. Nope, no spammers. <laughs> they're not, not selling Ray-Ban in the group. They're not selling Ray-Ban glasses to our folks. No, no. And no naked pictures. Thank you. <laughs> We've had a couple of those too that we had to ban and report to Facebook. Luck- luckily, we're on, you're, luckily, you're so on top of that. And our day. members too. Yeah. Our members have let me know pretty quickly. Um, but anyway, so thank you so much. And yeah, that is an option. If you know, if you have friends or uh, family members who are vegetarian or vegan or are interested in learning more about it, uh, you can, you're a member of the Peas and Carrots, you can uh, suggest someone. Yeah, that's, that's a great reminder. And you, you guys got to know that is another way to, to share the love because we yeah. just get, we get so motivated when we get new members, new subscribers and that kind of thing. It motivates us. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's move on and, and talk about alcohol. All right. So as we were mentioning at the beginning of the show, the making of beer and wine often involves the use of animal-derived products during the clarifying process. This is also called stabilizing, fining, or filtering. I would have not thought about this at all. Mm -mm. Really, the process removes impurities such as yeast residue left over from fermentation from the product. And um, these animal-derived products can include some things like gelatin. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about, if you listen to us in the past, gelatin... Jello is not and, you know, vegetarian, it's got, and it's even gross. I mean, because it's got bones and connective tissues of cows and pigs. I mean, mm. who wants that, right? Right, right. So some other things are uh, casein, which is a protein derived from milk, and a lot of cheeses contain casein. Um, then uh, Cheeto, uh, I'm not sure how to say this. It's either Cheetosan or Chitosan or Chitin, Chitin, something. Uh, it, now this is a. Uh, it's derived from shellfish shells. And then also isinglass, which is derived from fish swim bladders, 
which is like triply disgusting to me because I hate fish. You know, <laughs> anyway, I mean, I love fish. Fish are cute. And I would hug a fish if I could. But I don't like I've never liked the taste of fish or seafood or anything like that. And then that, that wasn't difficult for you to give no, up. No, no, no. Me neither, really. Yeah. But luckily, I found those substitutes, which I love. The Guardian. The Guardian. Yeah. And I mean, it is processed, but we do eat, we, you know, we don't make any secrets about that. We do use some processed. Try not to foods. do too we much pro- yeah. process, but I'll tell you what, those are good. Yeah, but, but, the, I, the, Gardein, but I digress. The, the Gardein fishless fillets is what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, and then the other one is um, egg albumin, which is derived from egg whites. So definitely none of these are vegan. Uh, some of them are not vegetarian even. Uh, so things that, you know, even though they're not additives, they don't end up in the final product on purpose. Um they're processing aids. So it could, they shouldn't technically remain in the final alcohol product, but you, they can't guarantee that. And they've been part of that process. Yes. I think part of, you know, part of the issue with, with this for vegetarians and vegans is we don't want anything that's been mm-hmm. even used like that. Yeah. I think the, the analogy that you used earlier was a good one. Oh, picking the meat off. Yeah. It's like it's, if somebody gives you something and said, just pick the meat up. Now yeah. it's been in there. <laughs> right. Not, doesn't I matter if wanna, you take it off. It was still on yeah, there in the first I don't place. Want to pick the pepperoni off the pizza. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. But uh, so let's go ahead and talk about some like specific alcohol types. Uh, so I'll start with beer. All right. My, well, I, I was gonna say my favorite, but no, that's not true. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> one of your favorites. Right. Uh, so beer there are different conditioning and filtering processes for different types of beer. So let's talk about uh, a couple different types. So there's true ale, then there's bottle uh, bottled beer, and then there's a uh, keg beer, lagers, and you know cans. Okay, so true ale is stored in a cask and undergoes a secondary fermentation during storage, and that creates additional impurities like yeast suspended in uh, from the liquid. Ah. Right. So to remove that, then um, icing glass is typically added to the once it's undergone that second fermentation, mm-hmm. it's added to the beer in the cask. And what happens with that uh, is that it the icing glass kind of attracts the, the yeast and it sticks to it, it clings to it. And then it's heavy. So it sinks to the bottom of the cask. And then that's easy to remove. You know, you just kind of scrape it out, I guess, uh-huh. scoop it out. So, you know, I mean, like we said, there's no guarantee that you can get all of that out. And um, then bottled beers uh, are naturally conditioned, so they're not always treated with icing glass. And natural conditioning for bottled beers is where they uh, put the beer in the bottle, right? And then they'll add sugar or yeast and then cap it. So then it's sealed. And so the secondary conditioning uh, fermentation occurs that way, but the bottle's already capped. It's already sealed. So there's no opportunity to remove any impurities, you know. um, Just stays that way. Right. So it stays that way. And uh, so then you drink that. But I mean, it's not, and it's nothing that'll harm you. It's just, it's just there. All right. And then keg beers and lagers, canned beers and some bottled beers, those are pasteurized and are usually passed through chill filters. Chill filters. Chill filters. Chill filters. Oh, that sounds like like when you're upset about something. Hey, man, go, you just need a chill filter. Yeah, <laughs> go through a chill filter. Take a chill pill. But chill like filter. when you see these commercials, right, where like 
is it Coors that has the mountain something. range that it's passing yeah. through or something? Yeah, it's all the snow oh, yeah. and that. Yeah, <laughs> it's cold filtered. That's what they're talking about. Okay. So that's a pasteurization process. Um, but a lot of uh, or a considerable number of breweries will still use isinglass to clarify the pasteurized beer. So after it's been pasteurized, then they'll add that to make it nice and pretty and clear, right? All right, well, what about wine? wine. So this yes. is yours. This is mine. I've, I used to hate wine too, by mm-hmm. the way, when I was younger. Maybe it's because I couldn't afford the better wines <laughs> when I was younger. Usually the ones you get from the convenience store <laughs> yep. aren't that great. So no wonder you hate wine. As I've gotten older and had a little bit more money in the bank and been able to afford a little bit more uh, better wine, uh, I do now like that. In fact, uh-huh. that's probably my go-to because I can justify some health benefits with like, especially uh-huh. the red wine. <laughs> Right. Well, I skip the wine and just go for the chocolate. (laughs) All right. But uh, so what about wine? Okay. So animal derived ingredients are used in the processing of wines to improve the appearance of the finished products. So non-animal alternatives do exist, though. Good news. Mm -hmm. All right. So things like bentonite, which is impure clay, uh, kieselgar, which is sedimentary rock, kaolin, which is also clay, um, a mineral in clay, and then silica gel. So those are some non-animal alternatives. And then there are also alternative methods besides using um, these processing aids to clarify wine. And these are becoming more popular, which is a good thing. Yes. So things like um, uh, centrifuging or filtering, and those don't involve using any kind of processing aids. So that's good. And a large number of organic wines do not use animal-derived findings, but it's always worth seeking clarification. So ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just because it says organic doesn't necessarily mean it's vegan, which is a good thing to know. You know, I have found, if you have a Whole Foods in your area, the Whole Foods are are very knowledgeable about a lot of this kind of stuff. Yeah, the wine people. The wine people. Wow. I mean, I was really surprised. I was kind of thinking, Mm -hmm. one time I asked a question, uh, I, I think it was when I was first going to buy a, a bottle of port mm-hmm. and the guy there, I was expecting, you, you kind of just think clerk. I mean, you mm-hmm. don't really think like somebody that's really into wine. Like, they took me through a tour of the whole wine section. It wow. was really cool. Yeah. Like I think if you go up to H-E-B up here, no offense H-E-B, but it's kind of a crapshoot <laughs> if you you know talk to the, the guy who's stocking the wine shelves. I mean, it could be a, a high school student or it could be. A, right. Well, sometimes you know, they have the people there that are selling that actually, wine that, that actually yeah. know more about it. That's true. All right. So what about, you said port, you mentioned port. Yeah. Now, so, unfortunately, port may be refined using gelatin mm-hmm. and sherry could be treated in a similar way to wine. Okay. So always check. Always check. All right. And then cider, uh, which if I'm going to drink anything, I like, I, I don't mind uh, like a, um, uh, what, what are they called? What's that? What is the brand that I like? Um, I forget. There's one that that is actually vegan. I can't think of what it is. Um, but anyway, the one of the the ciders, and the only thing is they have a lot of sugar. They do have a lot of sugar, and like I said, I, I hardly ever drink. But if I do, it would probably be something like that. Um, is but some brands of cider have been fined using gelatin, so always check. And then the other thing is now this you're a little bit more safe on. So if you're just going to go for the hard stuff, then you you can probably do that with a little more confidence of it being vegan. I was going to say safe with respect to whether it has animal oh, derivatives. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> Tequila is safe by no means. <laughs> uh, so spirits and liqueurs. So most spirits appear to be acceptable to vegetarians and vegans because they 
they don't involve the use of animal substances. Uh, one exception to that, though, may be some malt whiskeys because they may have been matured in sherry casks, which uh, may have previously had sherry that was treated with um, animal derived ingredients. Glass, right? Yeah, yeah. So brandy itself. Speaking of spirits, uh, brandy. It's is not produced from wine, which has undergone any fining processes. So I think they're what they're trying to say there is that brandy is probably safe. But again, I would check. So and then a couple of issues not related to processing. Some alcoholic beverages uh, include animal ingredients in the actual making of it. So like honey or dairy products. So uh, one thing that that I think of is. some of the the craft beers that have honey, ale, you know, mm-hmm. like honey. Well, I was looking up, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the resources. One of my favorite beers is Blue Moon, mm-hmm. and all of their beers pretty much do not. Are, they're vegan friendly except for the honey wheat, mm-hmm. right? So obviously, if anything says honey wheat or something, right? Cool. So honey or dairy products. Uh, Bailey's Irish Cream is the one that I think of when I think of dairy products. But it's uh, when I was looking that one up, they do actually have a vegan. Bailey's, which is really cool. Mm, nice. So, yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, not related to processing necessarily, but uh, some uh, a small number of red wines may actually have a colorant added. The, the it's cochin- We've talked about this before, cochineal. Yeah, we talked about it in the candy episode. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's um, made from ground up red bugs. Yeah. Icky. Beetles, there's a certain beetle that... Uh, but yeah, those red hots, I think, isn't yeah. that wasn't that one of the things? Yes, in the red I think hot so. Candies? Yeah, but it's the E one twenty is the color number, you know, for the dye. And then the other thing that's now this is interesting is that it's possible for the same brand of alcoholic beverage to be vegan in one country and not in another, because if um, if it's manufactured in different places. The regional manufacturers may use different processing methods. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the, if there's a Belgian beer that, you know, is it's um, made there and also they have a plant here, it may be vegan in Belgium, but not here or the other way around. So always, always, you know, if you're concerned about that, then check. And speaking of checking. Let's talk about the resources we can use to, right. to check. All right. The first one is Vegetarian Society approved website, and that is www.veg. So let's see. We're going to have a It's VEGSOC approved.com. Okay. Yeah. Vegetarian Society is a UK organization, but that doesn't mean that you can't use it to vet out products. Right. So if you live in the UK, and the reason that we mentioned that is because, you know, obviously, if there are it's it's really only going to feature probably products that are available in the UK. Mm-hmm. So you may not be able to find products that are just available here or in Australia or somewhere else. But it's it's always worth a look, right? Yeah. And, and the th- cool thing about this site is that it's not just for beverages either. So mm-hmm. I was looking it up before this podcast and it has things like cosmetics, baby mm-hmm. care, clothes, gifts, food. So right. it's it's definitely worth checking out. Right. And then the other thing is that if you do live in the UK... Uh, it's a good resource for actually locating products. So if you click on a, a beer, you know, a, a, it's vegan and you want to, it looks good and you want to try it, there's a place on the, the page where you can insert your postcode. 
and then it'll tell you if it's available you know, within a 50 mile radius or kilometer or whatever. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm never sure with the UK if it's uh, kilometers or miles. But uh, anyway, uh, so it'll tell you if it's available, you know, within driving distance, I guess. All right. Then we have the Barnivore Vegan Alcohol Directory. Mm-hmm. We'll so have a link for that as well. Right. Barnivore.com. And there are approximately 23,086 beer, wine, and liquor products on that site. Right. And you know, what I love about this one is it's a community-driven database. So it's all, uh, all the entries have been checked and then sometimes double or triple checked by Barnivore community members. And it, it's not a paid site. It's, it's completely open and free. Uh, I don't even think you have to register or anything. It's just there. And, uh, the cool thing is that they have a page called Ask a Company. And I know you were asking me earlier before we started recording, well, how do you find this stuff out if you don't have like a, a website? Because they have... I was asking a Larissa about Ask a Company. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Barnivore has actually done... They've done the hard part for you. So they have a page called Ask a Company. So you click on their tab and and it goes to the Ask a Company page that contains instructions for how to check with companies to see if their alcoholic beverages are, are vegan. And they have a list of standard questions and then an email template and this is this is amazing. Each one of those, so the list of questions and the email template is has been translated by community members into 12 languages. Wow. So including Hebrew, there's like Hebrew, there's Portuguese, there's, you know, English, Spanish, French, Is Klingon Dutch, included? Maybe. <laughs> and if not, somebody will probably add it at some point. Um, so uh, uh, some beer drinking Star Trek fan, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, so anyway, then once you, once you go in there, you can get the email template, you know, uh, just copy and paste and then insert the questions, copy, paste, Email it to the company, and then once you get an answer, then you submit the their responses to those questions to, to Barnivore, and they'll review it, and then they'll add it to the database. Very cool. So then you've contributed. Yeah. Um, so then there's a couple more. There's Vegan Products website. It's veganproducts.org. Similar, you know, similar type um, thing. It's not just beverages, it's other products as well. And then this is a cool one I, I found. If you're into cocktails, which you're not really. No, never been more a, beer wine. Yeah. Uh, but if you're into cocktails, uh, there's an article on Veg News website, vegnews.com, and we'll have the link to the article. But it's a vegan cocktail guide. And what I like about it, it's not like a super long article, but it's packed with uh, tips for, you know, if you have a cocktail that contains a certain kind of alcohol or or whatever, uh, how to know if it might not be vegan and then maybe what some substitutions might be or, and it also has resources of, of some, I think it has some recipe, you know, links and then ways to, to ask and substitute. Really cool. Okay, well, I think that does it for our main topic. Hopefully, this helped you understand a little bit more about alcohol, uh, consuming alcohol as a vegan or vegetarian. Uh, it's those hidden things sometimes that tend to get us. So, hopefully, this helped you with making more informed decisions. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you know, even though I don't drink, I, I mean, I found it really interesting. Mm-hmm. And now, and even though I do drink now, I want a beer. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's twelve thirty on a Sunday, so <laughs> I don't okay. know how you feel about that. All right, but uh, so recipe, recipe of the week: blood orange margaritas. I don't think I've ever had a blood orange, mm-hmm. but I've seen pictures of them, and they look beautiful. They Do look we not? Bloody. Are we not uh, able to get them here? Uh, you know, we. I think I would remember seeing them in the produce section. Uh, yeah, I want to say that I've seen them. You know, just periodically, it's they're in season right now. Uh, out in California, I know for sure. Our friend Tracy Antonovich, uh, the Kitchen Girl. I saw her. Yeah, post. did you see her post? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you don't know who Tracy is, definitely go check out her website. It's thekitchengirl.com. She's not she she doesn't have. It's not entirely vegan and vegetarian, but she does well, a, lot. a lot of vegan and vegetarian recipes. She she's a recipe creator. She's a fantastic blogger. Most of them are actually. Yeah, I think a lot she sent them, out yeah. some stats recently where mm-hmm. she had most. Most of them were vegetarian, vegan, mm-hmm. or just meatless. Yeah, yeah. She's a good friend of ours, and and uh, and her site is fantastic. So definitely go and uh, show her some love. Um, look her up on Facebook. The Kitchen Pinterest Girl. is a good place too and to find Pinterest, her. She's yeah. got some great pictures out she's there. She's a Pinterest on queen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, uh, this one is actually not from her site, but it made me think of her because she just posted about blood oranges. She's out in California, and uh, but it's uh, this is a recipe that. It's blood orange margaritas for a crowd, but I'm sure you could scale it down if you just wanted a margarita. Um, or you could be said crowd and just make yourself a lot of blood orange margaritas. This is true. <laughs> I don't typically like margaritas only because they tend to have a lot of sugar, uh-huh. but I would try this one. This is this looks pretty good. Well, I you know I actually do like margaritas frozen, um, but tequila gives me a headache, so mm-hmm. I tend to stay away from it. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about a couple of quotes. I'm gonna let you share these because these were yours and okay. they're awesome. All right, so the first one is it's anonymous. I just found it on I don't know. I think I found it on Pinterest or something, but uh, I like it. It says uh, alcohol won't solve all your problems. Then again, neither will milk. <laughs> so. And that's true. I mean, we that know is. that's true. Yeah. And milk I, causes would even say, I was going to say milk probably will cause you more. Uh-huh. Not that alcohol, too much alcohol. Won't right. And then this, I've got a bonus one. And this just made me laugh um, because it's true. And it just says, trust me, you can dance. And it's signed vodka. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> How many people have, uh, have heard that from vodka or tequila or beer or wine? Or sure, you can dance, do <laughs> Go it. Go for it. Yeah. So <laughs> most of us, not so much. All right. The question this week is, if you indulge, what is your favorite vegan wine or beer? And even, I mean, and by or, indulge, I don't mean yeah. like get plastered. I mean, no. <laughs> or if you, if you want to share to that partake. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you share that, just no pictures, okay? <laughs> or I don't know if they're funny, uh, Facebook message them to us. Yeah. I, I, t- I will say my go-to, as you know, is typically wine, but I'll have one to two glasses and some beer. I mm-hmm. had some beer on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Some Blue Moon. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until okay. next time, I'm going to have I'm going to go have a beer. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.